Alright, welcome back to From 8 Arbitration. And today we're going to be dealing with section 115 of the M39 handbook. If you're a new shop steward or letter carrier that's listening to this podcast, management has their own handbook. It's the M39 handbook, just like the letter carrier has their own handbook, the M41 handbook. So, in the M39 handbook, section 115, it deals with discipline and how management will administer discipline. Section 115 is a section that we should always include in our issue statement. In every discipline that we grieve, the issue statement should include Section 115 of the M39 Handbook. And if I was writing up an issue, this is how I would write it. Did management violate Articles 16 and 19 of the National Agreement via the M39 Handbook, Section 115, when they issued letter carrier Coy Walton a letter of warning citing improper conduct on July 19, 2021. If so, what is the appropriate remedy? That's, that's a basic issue statement. But always make sure that you put that Section 115 of the M39 in the issue statement. There's a lot of good stuff in, in Section 115. It deals with discipline, and it puts the responsibility on management. And I'm going to go over that thoroughly. Section 115... Title discipline. Here's 115.1, basic principle. That just simply means the foundation or a starting point or the fundamental. That's what that means. Basic principle. In the administration of discipline or the dispensing of discipline or the applying of discipline, that's what administration means. So in the administration of discipline, a basic principle must be that discipline should be corrective in nature rather than punitive. Most important word in that sentence obviously is must a basic principle must be it's a mandate it doesn't say it could be or it might be or we would sure would appreciate it if it was it says it must be if you look at article 16 the very first sentence of article 16 is almost identical to the very first sentence of section 115 of the m39 handbook very few differences in article 16 the word must is replaced with shall. That's about the only difference. And, and I'll have uh, my formal A on in a later episode. He's going to talk about corrective rather than punitive. And that's one of the things he'll get into. But the very first sentence of section 115 is almost identical to the very first sentence of article 16 of the JCAM. So that's how important that is. Both parties decided in the JCAM that they would make that the first sentence and management decided that that's how important it is because they made that the first sentence of the M39 handbook, section 115. It goes on to state, no employee may be disciplined or discharged except for just cause. And that's simply going along with article 16 again, the first paragraph where it talks about just cause. And then you get into the just cause principles. The delivery manager must, there's that word again, must make every effort to correct a situation before resorting to disciplinary measures. And here's one that I see a lot when I get a case for arbitration, deals with discipline. We'll put 115 in the issue statement, and then we will have the language in the case file. And then I guess it's a template or something, I don't know, but I'll always see management didn't pass the any effort test, let alone the every effort test. And then that's all they say will tell me how management didn't make every effort to correct the situation. What are you talking about? I would ask the supervisor, 
when I go in to meet on discipline, I would say, how did you make every effort to correct this situation before you resorted to disciplining city care Corey Walton? What did you do? And have them explain it. Because a lot of times, like we talked about before, somebody else is telling them to discipline city letter carrier Corey Walton. A lot of times, somebody else is giving that directive. The supervisor is just handing it to you. So put them on the record and ask them, how did you make every effort to correct this situation before resorting to disciplinary action? They're not going to be able to answer that because somebody else told them to discipline Corey Walton. And then you write that contention down. When I asked supervisor so-and-so how they made every effort to correct the situation, they could not answer me. Or they said they're just doing what they're told. Get that on the record, all right? And put that in the file. And you're going to see somebody get absolutely mauled on the witness stand when they're in arbitration, when an advocate gets a hold of that. Because a good advocate will destroy that. Again, Ask that supervisor or ask that manager, how did you make every effort to correct the situation before resorting to disciplinary measures or disciplinary action? And get that on the record. That's beautiful stuff for us later on. goes on to state in section 115.2, using people effectively. This is what it states. Managers can accomplish their mission only through the effective use of people. Now, I've had some managers that have been absolutely fantastic Really. I mean, I have had some of the best managers in history and they, they know how to manage and they know how to, to let carriers work and carriers work harder for managers that treat them with respect than managers that come in and think they're going to rule the iron fist. I've had those too. And, and they never work out. That's something that all management should read right there. Managers can accomplish the mission only through the effective use of people. They could learn some things from that goes on, how successful a manager is in working with people will, to a great measure, determine whether or not the goals of the postal service are attained. And I always tell managers that come in to my station and, and they want to, to rule with an iron fist. And they're like, why is, why is all this mail stacking up? Why is nobody working? I'm like, man, our morale's low. You know, and we're a bunch of old carriers in here. When our morale's low, man, it's hard on us. And so... You know, when it says how successful a manager is in working with people will to a great measure determine whether or not the goals of the Postal Service are attained, give me a good manager. Give me a good manager that knows how to work with letter carriers. We'll help you attain your goals. Getting the job done through people is not an easy task, and certain basic things are required, such as, so again, that word basic, fundamental, things are required, now we've got a requirement. Such as, A, let the employee know what is expected of him or her. Now, since this is titled discipline, I can only imagine that that, that means through a 16-2 discussion. I don't know. I don't know if they're talking about go up to me at my case and talk to me about it, but it's in there. So let the employee know what is expected of him or her. All I know is when I get issued discipline, I better see a 16-2 discussion telling me what's expected of me. So I'm going to take that as meaning a 16-2 discussion. B, no fully. That means no completely. If the employee is not attaining expectations, don't guess. Make certain with documented evidence. Here's an example where it says if the employee is not attaining expectations, don't guess. Make certain with documented evidence. 
What are the expectations that I'm supposed to attain? And who has given me those? If you're coming around with pet every morning and expecting me to meet those expectations, I can tell you now I'm not going to. I can tell you, I can tell you now I'm not going to meet those expectations because pet deletes about 60% of my office time. So I'm not going to meet those expectations. So when management says that I'm not meeting the expectations, my office expectations, and don't guess, make certain with the documented evidence. When I request that documented evidence and it's got PET, you need to contend that. You need to contend against PET. Get your step four about PET and use that. I will never meet those expectations, I promise you. But that goes along with any discipline where management is stating that I didn't meet some kind of expectation. They better have documented evidence that I'm not doing that. And you better have put me on notice that I wasn't meeting expectations. You better have made every reasonable effort or every effort to correct that situation before you issued me discipline. If I'm not meeting expectations, whatever they are, if they're legitimate business expectations, you better put me on notice at some point that I'm not doing it and, and show me how. And show me what you're talking about because I'm doing the best I can do. And if I'm not meeting expectations, let's talk about it. You're going to have to give me some instructions. Show me what you're talking about. C, let the employee explain his or her problem. Listen. If given a chance, the employee will tell you the problem. Draw it out for the employee if needed, but get the whole story. Now, that right there implies an investigative interview. If you're going to draw something out of me, if I'm explaining my problem, you're listening, draw it out for me if needed, but get the whole story. Sounds to me like I'm being investigated. Because I don't know of any care that needs to be talking to management like that without a shop steward present in an investigative interview. Because I tell you now, some managers, when you have this little sidebar conversation with them, drawing it out from you, explaining it, you're probably going to see that in discipline later on down the road. So let the employee explain his or her problem. Listen. I'm going to say that's probably in an investigative interview. Section 115.3, Obligation to Employees. When problems arise, managers must recognize that they have an obligation to their employees and to the Postal Service to look to themselves as well as to the employee to A. Find out who, what, when, where, and why. Again, that sounds to me like that's an investigative interview. Venice, this section is titled Discipline. I'm going to say if you're finding out who, what, when, where, and why, I'm in an investigative interview and I better have a shop steward present. Here's another thing about who, what, when, where, and why. When I get a letter of charges, and I talked about the charge in an earlier episode, when I get the letter of charges, I talked about it being detailed, it should tell me who, what, when, where, and why. Every charge should tell me who, what, when, where, and why. It should be detailed. So A, find out who, what, when, where, and why. Sounds to me like we're, we're dealing with an investigative interview again. B, make absolutely sure you have all the facts. When have you ever known management to do that? I also talked in an earlier episode about the iceberg. When you get discipline from management, you're seeing about 10% of what really happened. You're seeing what they want you to see. We got to find that other 90%, just like that iceberg. All you're seeing is about 10% of that thing. So make absolutely sure you have all the facts. That goes for us too. Management, when you request that information and they give you the information that they use to issue discipline, you're probably getting about 10% of the story. We need to make sure we have all the facts, and we do that through documentation. But that's management's responsibility as far as B. Then C, 
The manager has the responsibility to resolve as many problems as possible before they become grievances. Now, even though this is titled discipline, I can use that for a lot of things like Article 15 grievances, Article 8 grievances, Article 41 grievances, where management says, hey, look, I'm just doing what I'm told. I had to work this carrier off assignment. Or, hey, I'm just doing what I was told. I had to get this carrier off his opt and send him somewhere else. You know, I'm just doing what I'm told. Well, to me, that's a violation of that, even though it's titled discipline, where it says the manager has the responsibility to resolve as many problems as possible before they become grievances. That should be covered universally. <laughs> they should be held accountable for that universally. And Article 15 kind of does that, but that also goes along with that section up above. Every effort to correct the situation, that one right there can go along with that. The manager has the responsibility to resolve as many problems as possible before they come grievances. Before we issued this discipline, did we try to do that? Did we try to resolve this problem before it became discipline, before it became this grievance? How did we do that? Hold management accountable for that language, all right? Lastly, D, if the employee stand has merit, admit it and correct the situation. You're the manager. You must make decisions. Don't pass this responsibility on to someone else. Here's where you're going to get management as far as that's concerned. Where it says you must make decisions. Don't pass this responsibility on to someone else. When you go in and meet at the informal A, what happens in your office when you go in? You'll have your contentions. You should. You'll sit down with management and you're going to hand them your contentions and they're going to read them. They're not going to have any contentions whatsoever. Mostly. That's most of the time. That's what I see. And what are they going to say? Man, I can't resolve this. I can't resolve this. My manager or labor is all over me about this guy. I can't resolve this. Well, that's a violation of that section of the M39 handbook. Because right here it says you must make decisions. Don't pass this responsibility on to someone else. Also in Article 15, it says you'll have the authority to settle this grievance. Make that contention right there on the spot. Management violated Article 15 when they said they couldn't resolve this grievance. And they also violated Section 115 of the M39 Handbook again under D when they said they couldn't, ha they couldn't resolve this grievance. They couldn't make the decision. Somebody else had already made it. That violates that part of D. So let's make sure we're holding management accountable for that. And the last part of 115 is maintain mutual respect atmosphere. That'll go along with a joint statement episode we'll have later. But again, 115, read that thing thoroughly and understand that language and use those things that I told you about. Hold management accountable for their own handbook. All right. Those things are huge when you get into hearing. Because like I said, too many times when I get a discipline case, it'll have the 115 cited in the issue statement. It'll have the 115 language printed off and put in there. But there's nothing about how management violated 115. I mean, is that my job as the, as the advocate is to look at that case file and determine that? That's not my job. I'm like the guy with the orchestra. I'm just in there getting witnesses and they're going to, you know, they're going along with the game plan, how we're going to let this thing play out. I shouldn't have to do all the work as an advocate. That should already be done by the time that hits me. So in formal A, do as much work as you can before you send that to the formal A. Because like I've stated a hundred times, formal A is going to be jumping when he gets this thing, trying to get this ready in seven days. Okay? So section 115, I hope it helps. I hope you can use it. Get that 115 language, study that, and hold management accountable for it, okay? 
I hope y'all are having a fantastic day. Y'all take care of yourselves, and I'll see y'all on the next episode, okay? Take care now. Bye-bye.